Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Jinn. And I'm Shane Carvalho. We got another fun catch-up episode for you guys this week because, Shane, we have been busy. Uh, we just came back from our annual brokerage conference, EXPCon, in Las Vegas. It was the last year in Las Vegas, and it was just an absolutely amazing time. I didn't even gamble a dollar. Which yeah, is, is kind of weird. I was because you usually like I see you at least one night hit the tables and yeah, yeah like I even want I suck at gambling. I I'm I, I say lucky in love, shitty in gambling, and even I wanted to gamble this time, and we never had a chance to gamble. No, it just it's funny because you know some people you know get away from home, get a break from the kids or their partner or whatever, and they go nuts in Vegas, and yeah. then. You know, for people like you and I, like I, you know, I think it's probably the third time I've been in Vegas in six months. I mean, we have obviously business partners and different business events we go to. So for me, it's just relocating to another city to, to work, really. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the conference was, I mean, it was just too many things happening on top of too many things. And just, yep. you know, like, for instance, like I wear a lot of hats. And so I had a lot of different, you know, things to attend or participate in. And um, yeah, it was exhausting, but it's always great, like networking connecting, continuing to build relationships with your existing, you know, team members. And it's nice to see that we're almost, you know, 3000 strong in our primary group. Um, and obviously EXP overall is a hitting, we're about to hit 90,000 agents. Yep. Yep. So, yep. I mean, those are, those are exciting numbers. No, there, it yep. absolutely is. And yeah, one of, one of the things I always appreciate about the conference is, you know, to your point, it gives you an opportunity to meet new people, but it's also kind of really cool to see, you know, people that you haven't seen in over a year. Um, you see all the time on webcam. So it feels like it you, feels like, you know, them because you, you feels like, you know, them, you know, them all the time. And then there's some people I meet for the first time. I'm like, Oh yeah, shit. I like have never met you in person before. Um, so it was, it was good to catch up with like old friends, you know, people in the wolf pack that have been, you know, around since, you know, over the last two and a half years. And then also, uh, you know, meeting, meeting new agents that have joined our group since then. And also we adopted a couple agents from Canada that joined, uh, that hung out with us. And so it was really fun. And you, uh, realize that you're a doppelganger to one of the OGs. So we won't name names, but, uh, you, you were mistaken for a very high producing agent in the company multiple times. I mean, I'll take it. I will, I will take it. I mean, Hey, we all were Asian. I mean, let's not forget he's Korean and I'm Chinese. My minor difference, but you know, Hey, well, yeah, you know, it's different. funny that only happened. Well, it happened twice, but it's okay. Um, cause you know, I really happened more than that. They just didn't acknowledge cause I stopped them. Well, no, well, at least to my face, it happened twice. One time, actually it, I actually thought they had, they, they were thinking I was the other person. And to my surprise, they said, no, like, oh, you're on the podcast and you do, you and Shane do the podcast. And I was like, oh, you know, that made, that made me feel a little, you know, better that people do recognize me. So this is your claim to fame. I have something to do with it now. Yeah. I mean, we, we do do the podcast together. So I'm, I'll take that. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I guess with every year at the conference, they're, you know, they're, they're takeaways, right? And so what do you feel like, you know, impacted you the most? this year and you know what do you feel like you took away from from expcon i think what really hit me you know right before when we were planning with the leaders group is just how much growth in such a short time like i feel like it was just last year that was 12 of us at the build conference you mm -hmm. know getting to know each other after being in you know under the covid lockdown for so long and um here we are broken up into subgroups because there's so many of us that we can't even get together for dinner anymore Yep. You know, we had a small leaders dinner, but uh, now it's, 
you know, everybody's got like their subgroups within the group. I mean, obviously 2,900, you know, not everybody goes, but I mean, for those groups that are, you know, represented, um, you know, it's, it's just incredible to see kind of like second, third generation happening already. Um, I think another thing that was really impactful was so many people leaving the business and so many people claiming that it's such difficult times and how energetic our conferences continue to be and how fired up people are. That was another thing that was, you know, refreshing to see because, you know, I swear like here, if I'm in the grocery store, wherever, anybody hears you're in real estate, oh my God, things must be so difficult right now. Oh my God, things are so bad right now. Like earlier, somebody was telling me on the phone, yeah, houses aren't selling right now. And I was just like, I just laugh. I'm like so tired of hearing that shit. So yeah, going to the conference is nice to be around other like-minded people, you know? I absolutely agree. And I think the the energy, the enthusiasm, it's, it's, it's really infectious. Um, like being around like agents who are just, you know, striving to, to go after their business and trying to grow their business. And I think it was absolutely amazing. And the family bond too, like having noticed that we're like family, I mean, how close everybody is. Yeah. Even though we're like thousands of agents now, like we're, we're still close. Like I literally go up and like, you know, I make eye contact, go up and give people a hug. And it's, and it's awesome because you, you don't, you don't see these people very often, but no, they hug more than family. Like yeah. I couldn't believe all the pictures, like all the photo opportunities and stuff. I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't realize I was so loved. You know, it's like, if you were not feeling loved before you went on your trip, you definitely came back feeling loved. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's, it is amazing to your point. Like I was there at my first EXP con this is my third one. So my first one, I remember I got on stage for like the Wolfpack photo and it was like, I think 20 people and you know, I could like, Hey, there I am easily. It's easy to spot yourself. Last year, like, I mean, we were already like over a thousand strong at that point. And I was like, I can't even find myself in the group photo this year. I mean, I probably still can't find myself in the group photo, but I made sure I like positioned myself next to somebody I would recognize. So I put myself right next to Jeremy Kane. And so when we get the photo, I'm like, I find Jeremy first and I'm like, oh, there, there I am. I'm right next to him. (laughs) (laughs) So a little bit of strategy going into this year's photo, but I mean, I think it's just incredible uh, how much our group has grown, but at the same time, it's just, you know, the, the amount of like value and the amount of like knowledge sharing that we do among our group, like everybody still treats each other like family and everyone's still willing to help each other out. I think that's incredibly powerful because that's not something that typically scales well as you're in an organization that grows. Right. Well, and the thing like for me too, with this conference is that we got to network and, you know, mastermind with some of the leaders in person, which is great. And, um, EXP really leveled up the welcome reception and the last night's final event. I mean, those were just incredible events, which I really enjoyed. Um, I think that to give proper feedback, you know, I, you know, a couple of sessions I was at were pretty awesome, but a little disappointed with the actual sessions. And I know that a lot of people go there more to have their meetings and do their podcasts or whatever they're doing. And so like for us, we were so busy with everything we had going with our groups and everybody. And like for me, like there's icon stuff and then there's leader stuff and there's mentor stuff. And, you know, there's just so many things that I'm involved in and I stay pretty busy with that. But I think that, you know, if you're coming in to really just sit through every session, um, you know, unfortunately, I think that, you know, some of that was lacking, I guess, for me anyway. You know, I mean, I'm sure everybody has their perception. And it's not a knock on the company. I love the company. I love the events and I'll continue to go. 
I just hope that like it's nice that they leveled up the uh, the parties, but it'd be great to you know maybe level up more of the sessions and um, maybe get more people involved to speak and to lead. You know, you're starting to see a lot of the same people over and over and over, and it's almost like you know a popularity contest. Like some of these people, they'll speak to other topics that aren't even strong, and just because they're like, hey, we're the popular ones, let's put the popular ones up there. And I think that you know I've learned from even within our group. We have a lot of really talented leaders in different fields or different avenues within our group. And I just would love to see more people have the opportunity to grace the stage with things they're passionate and really good at. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think I was sitting in some of the panels and, you know, like there were there were some you can tell right away, like people can see it through the BS, right? Like you can tell when, you know, we're sitting through an AI panel, you know, you can tell when some of the speakers on 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 the panel knew what they were talking about. And you can immediately tell when, you know, people were just making shit up. And unfortunately, there were some people that were just making shit up. Um, and it just, it wasn't very helpful. Um, but I, I mean, it, it's kind of twofold. I agree with you. I think it's, it's, you know, I think EXP should open up because we have a lot more agents now, a lot of talent in the company. And I think giving others the opportunity to speak and like share what it is they're doing without the same old faces being on stage. The other part is you have a really good bullshit meter. And you're happy to give them feedback on who should and shouldn't be up there. <laughs> I mean, there, there's, there's definitely that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what you were going on to, but no, I was actually something a little bit more profound. But uh, I, I'm you know, sorry, I'm a little shallow today. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, the one thing I will say is um, the one thing I feel like has gotten better over the last three years. I, you know, I feel like this year. You know, one thing that did work really well is that they did they did have a very powerhouse like keynote speaker. Um, I know we kind of missed the first day because we were busy like trying to put out fires with the business, but on the second day, like the keynote speaker was uh, Brendan Burchard, who's uh, a, a multiple time New York sell New York Times best selling author. He's uh, a super strong, like well known motivational coach, um, and just. It's funny because he says he's introverted and I always find this hilarious because as it like as an introvert, but sometimes like when you get on stage, like he's trained himself to just be incredibly articulate and energized. And you can just tell that like he he got the room like pumping um, and it was it was really cool to like hear his story, hear his journey. Um, and, you know, like I, I think that was probably my main takeaway, like especially some of the some of the pointers that he shared during his um during his keynote um and one of the things that stuck out to me was and we've talked about this in a, in past episodes but one of the things he said was you know never let your vision of the future be limited by your past and also don't let it be limited by your present mm -hmm. um and i think that's incredibly important for like you were mentioning before like people today, they take a look at the real estate market. They took a look at, you know, what, what's happened in the past when the market was so hot and they're like, okay, well, this is why a lot of people, a lot of agents are quitting because it's not as easy anymore. Right. But <clears throat> I mean, you still have your goals. We still have all our goals. Does that mean that we just give up on them? No. I mean, it, it means we, we, we know what drives us and we figure out a different way to get there because it's just different from what it was before. Mm -hmm. The other couple of things that I really liked, oh, one thing that stuck out to me a lot was he was talking about, you know, we really have to get our mind back. And I think that's super powerful. And he was relating it to this day and age where, you know, social media kind of dominates everything. And it was just that incredible stat of, 
if you look at the average person's social media consumption uh, over the course of an entire year, you're consuming on average three months of social media content. You're literally on your phone through Instagram or TikTok and just swiping through content. And that was like, I mean, I knew it was a lot, but to hear it put into terms of relative to how many months in a year, it was just absolutely incredible. And it was, it, it's a little scary to think about, you know, that people spend, you know, a quarter of, of a year just on social media. And it's not like it's productive social media. It's literally just looking at various content. Um, and that's just, it, it was kind of an incredible stat to, to witness. That kind of made me nervous because I find myself getting caught up a lot, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get on there to check on my posts or whatever, and then you know, we try and support our group as well. And then it's just so easy to go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna have to put some of those screen limitations on myself. Um, I've thought about it before, but I think that I'm gonna have to probably start limiting. Yeah, because I mean, that that makes sense. I mean, if, if your productivity is dropped off at all, there's a good place to look. And it, you know, it's interesting because he was also saying like, as you're looking at social media, like, and you're flipping through these things, it doesn't make you a better person. It kind of actually makes you a worse person because, you know, as you're looking through these things and you're swiping, like, what are you doing? You're, you're making a judgment, you're forming an opinion very quickly. And sometimes it might, may not be the right thing, but you're saying it turns us into very judgmental people over time as we continue to go through the social media. And I mean, I, I certainly would agree with that sentiment. <laughs> Um, and I think the last thing, and I think this is, um, this was actually also like a, a key takeaway for me was, I mean, he had multiple points, but one of his other points was, you know, really honor, honor the struggle. Right. And I think that's, that was kind of, that was, that, that hit me, that hit home with me because it was like, you know, don't be surprised when life gets difficult because I think, you know, life is going to be difficult. I think sometimes we don't want to think about it that way, but like we're all going to face different situations in life and challenging times are going to come. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And the more important thing though is that like when it comes, it's, you know, it's not about, you know, being surprised that it's coming, but it's, it's about, you know, how do I respond to it? How do I show up when it does happen? And I thought that was, you know, that that was definitely something that was very impactful for me as well. Yeah, it's interesting because I'd heard that name before and he's not someone that I had really, you know, checked in on, you know. And there's just so many great speakers and authors out there nowadays. Um, you know, it's easy. I like to be a sponge and absorb as much as I can. But, you know, it's easy to miss because there's so many, you know. But yeah. I guess... I mean, obviously the company leveled up on that as well. Although I can't complain about Ed Milet in Orlando, you know, yeah. Ed Milet's one of my favorites at him there. So it wasn't necessarily that this was a, you know, level up, but I'm just saying for EXP con, it was in the level up, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think if we can get the breakout sessions and some of the other speakers, you know, up to par, um, you know, I think that it would make an even better event. My goal on the breakout sessions, I mean, you and I attended, uh, the EXP Latino uh, breakout session with uh, that with Vene was, you know, on the panel for, and that was awesome. I love the energy. Couldn't understand a freaking word that they were saying, but you know, the energy and the passion was there. And that's, I mean, that, that was conveyed without a doubt, but oh, I was, yeah. you know, I would love one of these years for breakout session, freaking get a, I would love to see the Mandarin speaking agents up there now. <laughs> so got to make that happen. You could get that going. Yeah.
So that that's going to be my goal. Let's get a Mandarin group going at EXP too. I, I would reach out to Garrick Yan. Yeah. You should reach out to him. He's yeah. very involved. He's yeah. going to be leading our next EXP rally. Oh, and sweet. he's a member of, he's a member of area as well. Mm-hmm. So he'd be a good person to talk to. Yeah, he would be. He's at all the events. Um, well, very cool. Um, I think, well, we didn't even talk about the, uh, the, the fun side of it, but you know, there was, there's something going on every day. Um, hope you enjoy the dinner. <laughs> that, that oh my gosh, I was actually gonna, you know what? I wanted to bring that up. Um, you took us to black sheep and it's crazy. I know the chef, we even got a photo. I'll talk about that. Cause that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I, um, I, I was stoked because, you know, for those that, that know me or have listened to the podcast, I, I love reality cooking shows. Um, that might be the one thing I will watch. Um, I will watch anything from hell's kitchen to master chef to my favorite is still top chef, which is, you know, cooking competition with like professional chefs. Um, and you know, I always, every season I always have a few favorites. Uh, and so there's a chef in Vegas. Her name is chef, uh, Jamie Tran, and she was on season 18 of top chef. And I just loved her cause she was, um, and we saw this in person, which was hilarious. Like she's, she's uh, a little bit like t- amazingly talented chef, great palate, um, a little awkward, you know? <laughs> um, not the, not the most like, you know, people person, um, but like just it absolutely. Funny, though. I thought she, she was, was a funny. No, she, she was, she was, I think, I feel like when she first came up, the impression I got from her was she was like, what, I don't want to be doing this. Like, what do you guys want? And then she kind of opened up a little bit, like when we were taking photos and stuff, that was my impression. Um, but it was kind of cool because, you know, three years ago, my first EXP con was when that uh, top chef season 18 had, uh, had just wrapped up. And so Anna and I like went to uh, chef Jamie's restaurant in Vegas. It's off strip. It's called the black sheep. And we wanted to try her food and we're hoping to see her in the kitchen, but she, you know, coming off a reality show, she was busy doing like pop-up events and all that stuff. Uh Um, So I was super excited and like geeked out a little bit of this year. Like when we walked in, she was working in the kitchen. Um, And so after dinner, like I bravely asked if I, if we could take a photo with her and I'm glad that she, uh, she came over and did that with us. That was definitely a highlight of the trip. And I'm glad that, you know, you and our, our podcast editor, Austin, got a chance to experience her like amazing food and drinks. It's so funny that like Austin living in Vegas, like he didn't really know about it. Um, uh-huh. So that was kind of cool that I was able to, you know, introduce to a Vegas native, like uh, a nice little go to restaurant spot. It was funny because in the pictures, <laughs> he's always so tall in all the pictures. Yeah. Remember yeah. how you used to be the towering guy now? He's so tall. I, think I know. I can't. Him, I mean, maybe yeah. the beard might give him a couple extra inches. No, he uh, he definitely wins in the height contest. I can't compete with that. But I'm just, uh, I am very happy and glad that, you know, more and more people now realize I'm not actually that short like I appear on Zoom. Dude, it's so funny because Natasha came up to me. She never met me in person. She's like, oh, my God, I thought you were so much shorter. And I was like, here I know. we go when again. When she said that, I was like, that was hilarious. I mean, I'm used, to, I'm used to hearing that from me. But the fact that I got to hear it about you, that kind of made my day, I got to say. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Michael's going to appreciate this. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Now, if you're watching on YouTube or streaming this on your podcast platform, if you could do us a favor, leave a comment down below and let us know where you're listening or watching the show from today. It greatly helps with the algorithm and helps us get reach out to more people who need or want to hear what we have to say. We greatly appreciate it. 
And now back to the show. Well, and then we came back from the conference and uh, we had a chance to attend a beatdown of a football game on Sunday. You are uh, repping the winning team on your head right now. Oh, dude. I, so many Cowboy fans are crying, but I love that some of the Cowboy fans that I communicated with were at least like respectfully like, yeah, you know, I still love the Cowboys. But then there's like the haters like talking trash. Like it's funny because karma, right? Remember the horrible fans behind us like we're, we're in the home section i will never sell my seats to an opponent's team that like you're such a traitor for doing that and that's kind of unfair to your you know like your season ticket holder like neighbors but that lady got it served cold baby and it was funny too because before she took off her shirt was all covered in ketchup and stuff and i was thinking yeah karma i don't even know how she did that but she took like a little kid <laughs> but she was so rude it's funny remember how she well, okay, I'm not going to say on air what she said, but remember how me and the big guy next to you both looked back at her? And then her husband's like, uh, honey, can you stop? You know, he's just like, he's like, oh, my God, these are two pretty big Niner fans. I probably don't want to mess with these guys. But then I was hoping I was going to have to hear those horrible shrieks the whole game. But, you know, what I always tell people, instead of getting involved in talking trash, I always say scoreboard actions, baby. Oh, yeah. I mean, just they got, they got freaking spanked. They were getting spanked by our freaking backups in the fourth uh -huh. quarter. I mean, like, there was nothing, I mean, there was nothing more satisfying than seeing that lady and like she was gone by the third quarter because the game was yeah. over by then. Yeah, uh, and then like you know, showing the the score on like my Instagram story it was like forty two to ten. It's just like, I mean, there's nothing else to say at that point. We could have dropped seventy on them. I would have loved to tie Miami. We could have dropped. I mean, I love though that we're trying to prevent injuries and be smart. But I would have loved to drop 70 on the Cowboys. Like, I'm not – it's like I don't hate teams. Like, you know, like Raider fans and Cowboy fans are a bunch of haters, right? Yeah. And it's like I don't, you know, I don't hate teams, you know? Like, I'm not like that. Do I judge certain teams' fans? Sure. Oh, you're a Raider fan? Like, I mean, you know, it's like we can be judgmental fans. But, but what I don't like is when, you know, it's like when they hate on your team. I think that's just that's just stupid. But – um but I think, like, just because I love sports, I love football, you know, I'm, I'm pretty supportive of, you know, all teams in general. You know, like, there's other players I've been a real big fan of. Like, I was a, you know, big fan of Tom Brady. Like, I I like to win. I like to dominate. I mean, that guy, that guy was a winner, man, you know? Let, let's throw it out there right now. Um, Brock Purdy, top five quarterback in the league right now? Oh, totally, dude. I mean, and, okay, Seriously, the best last pick in the draft in NFL history. Oh yeah, Without he's already broken. He's already broken so many records, and look how young he is. He's a dynasty quarterback. Yeah, I guarantee this guy next year gets a huge contract. They're not letting this guy go anywhere. No, and I well, I I hope he doesn't next year. I think he will eventually, but for our salary cap purposes, I hope he doesn't. I think he still has like. He still might have so. a couple years. Yeah. So I think, I mean, next year is going to be for sure. It's going to be Ayuk. Ayuk is like probably, I think he's, he's top three wide receiver in the league right now. The guy just Ayuk has out. really emerged in the yeah. last, you know, yeah. year or so. And I, um, no, I love, I mean, all those guys, their passion, you know, like I get fired up. It's like, put oh, me yeah. in coach. <laughs> I know you're saying that the other day. <laughs> I put you Come on the Denver line. <laughs> I was wearing my Kittle jersey. I'm like, just give me his pads. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm about as big as they are. I'm not as tall yeah. as some of them, but <laughs> I'm 5'11", 265. I mean, I'm probably right in the mix there. <laughs> <laughs>
you could probably take out some of those cowboys. Oh heck yeah, uh, Cow- yeah, yeah, the cow- <laughs> yeah, cowboys. <laughs> Did you see a couple of those guys get hammered? Yeah, no. You see a couple of those? They look like rag dolls. The next home game is going to be in like three weeks against Cincinnati. I mean, we're going to be seven and zero going into that. You know, like who knows? I Deshaun Watson may not play this week, and we're playing the Browns. And then Jefferson from Minnesota is like he's on IR. I think they put him, they put him on IR this morning. Yeah. So we're going to be seven and zero football team. Yeah. Minimum four weeks out. Yeah. And the fact that we freaking have uh, Randy Gregory coming in too to pass rush, it's like I don't know who can beat us right now. If we play a good game, I don't know who can beat us. Well, we can beat ourselves. Remember how Brock was off a couple weeks ago? Remember how well, off he was? That's the only way somebody's going to beat us. The Giants I think even then, pulled it off. I think, yeah, I think even then, the only team that might be able to do that if we don't play on our like up to our standard is maybe Philly. Philly, oh. I know that's the, well, that's the new bad word. <laughs> Eagles fans are nasty. Talking about judging fans, Eagle fans are nasty. Well, Philadelphia fans, <laughs> they'll, they'll boot. Weren't they the fan base that booed Santa Claus? Well, they were just nasty at the championship last year. Like they were just so out of, you know, so out of line. Just so, just, it was awful, toxic. So I'd love to like have home field and have those idiots come over here. Oh, uh, that'd be great. I mean, hopefully like I'm, I'm looking forward to that game on, in the first part of December. They're going to get knocked off. They've gotten lucky. They have not looked good. No, they haven't. Sloppily is probably a polite word. They've sloppily won most of their games. No, I'm not being a hater. I'm just calling it as it is. No, and I don't think honestly, I don't think they've played anybody like tough. I don't think they've played anybody tough yet, have they? Um, not really. I mean, they're, I'd, I mean look, I, I'd have to look to remember, but yeah, not. I mean, I would, I would love. I, I think, I think they play the Dolphins before they play us. I would love to see McDaniel's and the Dolphins put up like a fifty burger on them. I could see that happening. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Miami's offense, they're so fast. I know. They're just pretty They fast. are so fast. Um, we, um, I think we're going to put enough pressure on their QB that they're going to have to be doing some quick releases. And, um, you know, I think they're going to have a hard time, you know, operating at that level. We also have a really good run defense. Yeah. And um, also a, sh- uh, a Shane or a Sean or whatever his name is. He hurt his knee, so he did. He's week to week, so I mean, yeah, he's he's a beast. He's a he's a, heck he's of a runner, beast. So. I'm bummed that I didn't grab him from waiver wire, dude. I, I told you the week before he went off that yeah. week. It was that weekend that I picked that to pick him or a receiver. I forget what receiver I grabbed. Instant regret, dude. When that happened, he could have been on my team. I know. I've been a difference maker. There's so much luck involved in fantasy football. No, there totally is. Like I, well, I I I lucked out. I was talking to somebody today over lunch about I lucked out because I lost my week one matchup and so that gave me a really good waiver wire position and so like the second week i picked up uh like kieran williams from the rams i was gonna pick up uh i should have picked up uh puka for the rams too like those two have been doing dude really, i missed really that well. opportunity too don't even get me yeah. going on that <laughs> but um no i'm 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 uh four and one into my in my league going into this week so i'm pretty happy about that Thank, thank goodness for uh, Christian McCaffrey. That's all I'm going to say. For the other fans, so I can I can agree with that. All right, man. Well, we have a short episode this week. Just wanted to quickly catch up because I know there's been a lot going on with EXPCon and the Niners game. Um, is there anything else like you you wanted to touch base on before we kind of call it a day for tonight? As much as there's all these you know great things happening and you know we're doing well, just you know it's the last year has been a, a year to really. Uh, yeah, you know, go through the ups and downs and people you meet, people you come across. And there's just a lot of shitty people 
that take advantage of people. And it just like, you know, lately just like pisses me off. I mean, I, you know, I question, um, I know people always talk about things happening because you have more lessons to learn or whatever, but holy shit, talking about eye openers, you know, it's interesting. You, um, some of these tougher experiences actually get you to step out. Like you get so caught up in the norm and people become fixtures in your organization and your atmosphere, you know, and it's just like, you never really sit there and analyze those, right? You kind of just analyze like new things and different things that are coming your way. But most of the time you're not looking at what's around you. Yeah. You're looking outward. Yep. Well, there's been a lot of looking around the last four or five months. And I'm like, son of a bitch, dude. Like just cutting people off left and right. But the other thing too, and I was talking to, you know, this guy about this ADXP con, one of our colleagues is, uh, you know, your circle, you know, who you surround yourself with and elevating your circle and talking about just like even people that you grew up with that maybe you've outgrown certain people. It's like, how do I say this? So we were talking about how it's not, it's not like, Hey, I'm better than you or Hey, this or Hey, that it's just more like that energy. Like for instance, like, I know it's going to sound immature, but there's some people that annoy me on social media and I just disconnect. Like I don't hate them and I don't want to be like, Oh, let me drop y'all snooze or whatever. But it's just like, I get tired of hearing that negative, like just some people are just annoying. Everything's always the world's falling apart. This, that's like sick of it or just stupid shit that people put other people get way too political or whatever. But anyway, I guess what I'm circling back to is that it's okay to choose who you want to surround yourself with. You don't have to necessarily send other people away or make them feel like shit or whatever. Just stop reaching out, you know, stop being engaged. Yeah. And you know I mean, what the I sad thing is? The sad thing is, is that a lot of times they don't even reach out. You know, it's like you make this effort, make this effort. And it's like, then when you realize that's not really someone I want to surround myself with, and all of a sudden you don't reach out and they don't reach out. It's like, oh. Well, and that's actually, telling, right? That tells a lot, right? Totally. And totally. It, it is. I think, I think all, all relationships, right? Like all friendships, like to your point, like they're not static. They're always dynamic, right? They're always changing because... <clears throat> we as people are changing, we better be changing, you know, like whether it's relationships or friendships, like I'm a firm believer that even like in relationships, and this is a topic for another day, but I'll just say this quickly, like in a relationship, like both people need to be growing because otherwise one person is going to outgrow the other. And I think it's the same thing for friendships or same thing with like business relationships. Right. And you know, like how, like I, I come from a corporate world, but like, you know, we always do like year end reviews. I had mine today, but honestly, if it was up to me, I would want to do a review like in a reflection every quarter because a year to me is too long, a lot a time to go before you like take the time to reflect back to kind of what you're saying, right? Like sometimes you're fo focused so much on the exterior, you're not focused on the interior and how your business is running. Sometimes you get right. used to the people that you have on your team and that's actually a really dangerous thing. It um, is. And you, go, and you, you also want to be nice. You don't want to rock the boat. Exactly. You, know? you don't want to upset people because they've been with you. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you owe it to yourself and your business to evaluate these things constantly. So over it. And it's, uh, yeah. So I'm not going on a rant, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> don't ask me what else is on my mind. Because honestly, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's hard to, and this is another subject for another day, but it's like we've talked about it somewhat in the past. Like you put your filter on other people. Like I would never take advantage. I would never be an asshole like that. I would never, you know, but 
dude, there's some just shitty people around right now that I'm like so anxious to just completely remove yep. and get away from. Like I'm super excited about, you know, spending more time and connecting more with the people that are good that I love being around, you know? So it's like, I guess I'm going through another, uh, you know, midlife purging for lack of a better term, but I think it's, you know, purge often. <laughs> I think that you need to be more conscious of who's around you, who's in your circle and don't listen so much to the words, but watch the actions. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's key. Like people can say all sorts of things. Um, and then you just have to wait and see, like, do they deliver? I mean, I'm just saying like actions definitely speak volumes over words and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, like sometimes I joke around and I tell you I'm like a cockroach. They can't kill me. Yeah. Watch out for Shane 5.0 next year because we're going to be savage. We're going to hit new levels that we've never hit and um, pretty fired up about what's to come. You know, it's like cancer couldn't do it. This shit's not going to do it. And uh, yeah, let's see. Let's stay tuned. Stay tuned for uh, 2024. That's right around the corner. Absolutely love it. We're going to end on that note because that that's awesome. 2024 is also 49 and you know, 49er fan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I smell Super Bowl. I smell Super Bowl win in February. Oh, it's happening. I don't know if it's even connected. I probably sound like like the dad from my big fat Greek wedding. It's happening. 2024 is going to be a great year. And, you know, we're building the foundation for that right now. And, you know, you should be too with your business. So birthday in January, Super Bowl win in February. And by March, we're going to be slaying our goals. I'm fired up. And we're starting now. And you should be too on your business. So that's a mic drop. We're going to end it here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. We may or may not try to get you a bonus episode of Shane at the Punching Bag. Stay tuned for that. And we'll catch you on next week's episode. Take care, guys. Bye.